the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Apple. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasysixpack.net. With me this week, uh, at this point, it's not a surprise, Mike LaPlante filling in for AJ uh, again. Hopefully, AJ can join us later, and he's having some some these tonight unfortunately but uh I'm, a, he I'm, a, able. I'm upset he's not here but i'm more upset the music was cut off i was jamming <laughs> you like the tecmo ball huh oh you betcha <laughs> love it um all right guys so we are gonna get you ready for week 10 of the fantasy football season here and uh to do that we're gonna be talking about some trade tips and targets we're going to go through the rankings and then uh, quickly recap all the – whatever. Freudian we'll recap all the crappy injuries. Exactly. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, guys, just want to remind you, uh, join us over on Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, become a member. It is worth it. You get access to the award-winning rankings. We've got – I believe three of us in the top 30 on Fantasy Pros right now. I'm 17. I was 16. I dropped one. Um, uh, Dennis is inside the top 30. Nick's in the inside the top 20. Like He's like 21. So, I mean, guys, there's like 200 rankers. So, like, these are top-notch rankers uh, right now over on Fantasy Six Pack. We've got all the DFS content and tools and things like that. We've got most best of all the discord access. You get direct access to us. Ask us whatever questions you have me, Mike, Dave, Eddie, AJ, uh, Preston, a whole, the, Nick, there's a whole bunch of guys over there on discord waiting to answer your questions. We, we talk about a whole bunch. We ask our own questions over there. Like, you know, we just bring scenarios. We'll, we'll, we'll throw out some stats and be like, what do you guys think about this? Here's some interesting stuff that, you know, our own research that we found. So like, we're, we're just throwing out, dropping knowledge on you guys on discord that we don't share anywhere else. So discord's where it's at. Um, but you know, you also get access to everything else. So go over there to fantasy six pack.net slash plans. And then, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever hit that subscribe button, get that little thumbs up, leave a comment, Give us a five-star rating, whatever it is, wherever you watch or listen. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we're glad you're here. Yes, we do. It's this week. So, um, Hope you enjoy that, it. Yeah, that said, man, um, let's jump into things here. I guess before we do it, uh, I'm thirsty because AJ's late, so I'm going to do beer. Mm, beer. So I've got a... Uh, beer by Oliver Brewing Company, 
It's a collaboration with Liquidity Aleworks. Never heard of them, honestly, but uh, I've had this one. I've got you know the four pack in the fridge. I've already had one um, last week, I think. Eight uh, percent. It's a double dry hop, double IPA with Citra Incognito, Citra HBC six thirty. Never heard of that. And Barbrouge. Never heard of that one either. Anyway, it was pretty good. Um, the can, so it's called Bigger Picture. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's like everybody getting together, shaking hands, getting along. I like it. I like the I like the theme of this year. I really like yes. it. Uh, I believe, and I, I forgot to check it on Untapped before I got on air, but I'll take a sip while I'm looking it up. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, although Untapped is being super slow right now. I blame my internet. Um, bigger blame, picture. Uh, what, what did I get? This I did not check it in last week like a douchebag. Um, anyway, is that who I think it was? Yep, I think uh, Deontay. Is that Deontay Foreman, number thirty-three for the Panthers? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't memorize. It all. is Foreman. It is is it Foreman? Foreman? So Foreman scored a touchdown. Pretty long it's run third. too. It looks like. Yes, who was. That's a 20 or no, that's like a, well, I mean, it's like a 12 yard run, 15 yard run about, but still Tutty, He salvages the day. Yep. Well, dude, it was a pretty, we were talking about this before the game, before we get jumped on air, he's dominating the backfield touches right now. He's 20 to four to five. He's got 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so he's having a really good day. Um, so the yeah, game script uh, is favoring him. Absolutely, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually shocked. I mean, Hubbard was kind of a surprise active, to be honest, uh, especially on a Thursday night game coming off the injury. Uh, but when Hubbard was active, I kind of thought you, we might see a little bit more. Yep, I remember uh, talking about that in the Discord channel before the show uh, a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, so somebody- yeah, I mean, we were, you know, we were going back and forth. I was like, should I start Foreman or Swift? And thankfully, I went with Foreman. I mean, it, you know, it, once Hubbard was active, it was a, it threw a big question mark to that. Uh, so, anyway, man, um, let's jump into things here. Um, Absolutely, let's get to the uh, juicy part of the show: the meat on the bone. I'm trying to type this this tweet <laughs> for, for the show I- here. I can um, I can take us I can take us in if you want. Uh, first off, let's let's start with those you know pesky bye weeks. First of all, yeah, you got Baltimore Ravens out, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. So realistically, I mean, two fantasy relevant teams here. Um, unless you're talking Ramondre Stevenson, he he's pretty he's pretty good, Joe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, let's get right into those uh, those trade targets. You know, trade scenarios. I mean, which one do you want to start with first? Yeah, so so the way we're gonna do this, right? I'm not <laughs> a big a big debate between I guess the three of us if we're gonna join AJ into this conversation, right? Is is how to go about the trade targets. I kind of dread talking trade targets only because it is so league and scenario dependent. I can tell you a hundred times. Go target blah 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 player because he's having a down season right now, or he's had a down couple of weeks, and you know you need to go you need to go target him. If your team isn't set up to take on risk like that, or you know the the manager of that team isn't 
going to give up their star player who's just had a couple bad weeks. It doesn't matter what I tell you. It's very league dependent on trades. Um, there are certain leagues that just straight up don't trade, <laughs> right? I, I'm in a few of those. Um, but so the way that I went about this is I'm kind of going back to like, you know, when my IT work days, right? Whenever we had a problem or whenever we're building a system, right? Or we had use cases. How are people using the system? How So in this case, how are people going to be trading? What's the case? What's the scenario? So I broke it down this way. The very first one was, look, if it's kind of targeting these injured players, right? Now, of course, you would only do this if you are a team who is kind of in the driver's seat. You're eight and one. You're seven and two. You're sitting pretty. Your team's deep as hell. You know you've got to be. You've got to feel real good about your team to go after a guy who's currently injured or just coming off of an injury, and you can trade a couple pieces right to the team who's got that player and maybe is in need of some wins. Let go after the four and five team, the five and four team, the team that's like five, six, seven, eight in the standings and they're playoff hopeful, but things to go sour real, real quick. If they keep losing games, you go get their star player who's currently injured and say, Hey, here's a couple pieces for you that I can do without because you know, I'm in the playoffs and even if I eat a loss for a week, I'll be set up for, you know, gold in the playoffs because I'm going to go get. And the first thing that came to my mind when we talked about this last night, Mike was Jamar chase. Yeah. Right. The guy's out for hey, another man. couple of weeks at least. Right. And um, so two to it, four, that's what I saw. So, you know, we're, we're looking at this right now and it's like, you know, he's probably out until just before the playoffs start in your leagues. So he's a guy that I think would be a huge boost for a playoff contender at this point, if you can pull the trigger. Now, again, like I said, it, it's going to be hard to get him still. It's not going to be cheap, but you know, you offer, like a, you offer like a, you offer like an RB two and a wide receiver two, like, to a team and you're getting a wide receiver one back in return. I, I, as long as you've got depth to give up that, those two pieces to get a wide receiver one in return, you hands down, do it in my opinion. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, it really, I mean, it comes down to just like when we talk preseason, it comes down to how you construct your roster. All right. If you constructed your roster fairly well, and like you said, you're sitting pretty smiling from ear to ear. Um, you know, seven and one, or like you said, seven and two, eight and one, uh, you can take the risk, the high risk, the high reward, as they say, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit of fantasy football. I mean, you're not going to get there playing it safe every week. Um, so I, I do agree with you that, to an extent, but I mean, the one thing I just, cause I don't, I played devil's advocate here, Joe, you know me. The one thing I do, you know, just playing the caution here, you know, with these injuries, we are not doctors, unfortunately. We are just going off of the information. We are uh, being relayed ourselves. So, I mean, you know, take that with a, a grain of salt because, I mean, Jamar Chase comes healthy, league winner if you trade for him in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, again, super risky to go after injury guys. We know sometimes they come back and they're just not right. 
Um, but I mean, that's you want to win it. Sometimes that's what you got to go do, in my opinion. Um, we do yep. have a question or a comment at least here, I guess. So uh, just <laughs> just to kind of say um, from Suave JP, uh, guy just offered me Jonathan Taylor for Jeff Wilson and me Cole Hardman. I tried to reach for Keenan Allen by adding AJ Dillon and Jalen Warren as well, and might have lost the whole thing. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you lost the whole thing. And honestly, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing. If you lost the whole thing, I, I mean, we're going to, we were going to talk about Keenan Allen here in a minute. Uh, yep. So we'll save those comments there, but I think to summarize real quick, what we were going to say about Keenan Allen is, I don't know. Like I, I I don't think I want to take that on. Uh, I mean, quick, quick little hint. You didn't practice again today. Right. Uh, JT has been miserable. Uh, Wilson looks like he's going to take that backfield over. These are all guys that we're talking about, by the way, we talked about Harvin before the show. Um, We were talking about Jalen Warren and how, you know, there's a lot of hype on him right now, but again, he hasn't done anything. Dylan's been bad. So I'm, I get what you were trying to do to get JT and Keenan because the name value and like, you know, in the past they've been top for performers. They're league winners in my opinion, at least JT especially. But uh, I don't, I don't know if you really lost out because you're, you're giving up a lot of depth there for two, for, for two star players that I'm not sure they're going to get right this year. They just feels off with both of those guys. I know your opinion may differ, but I would almost revisit the JT trade. You know, JT just, just forget, for Wilson and Mecole. Yeah, just forget Keenan Allen. Just revisit the JT trade because I mean, I don't mind that only because probably I would imagine I have more point, faith in him than Keenan Allen at this point. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I agree with that too. Um, and also I I just think about teams that have both Wilson and Mecole or just one of them, either one, you probably weren't, you probably, A, you didn't draft them very high. So they're not, they shouldn't, they weren't, you're like immediate starters right away. Wilson had become a starter for a while until obviously the 49er situation goes. Now he goes to Miami and yeah, you know, we think he's the starter now because he got a lot more workload this last week, but um, we don't really know. Um, yeah, I mean, and look, he's saying it right now. Uh, I wouldn't start Wilson or Mecole. So I don't yeah. mind going after that. Going for, that's like the that's perfect. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great. Upside, you right like, on the head dude, right there. Dude, if bounces comment. back with Jeff Saturday, <laughs> he gets that offensive line going right. Uh, if – Matt Ryan comes back and can actually relive, can relive this, uh, revive this, this offense at least a little bit because Erlinger ain't it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's, he's saying running backs are Chubb, ETN, Walker, and Swift. I mean, dude, you literally don't need it, (laughs) but it's (laughs) perfectly fine. I would go for the upside with JT. You just may never start him over any of those guys. Go, go, go for the upside of JT. And I mean, depending on how Swift plays this week, because we were talking about this pre-show, you might be able to dangle Swift as trade bait. Yeah, uh, and we got Herms here. What uh, up, man? What's up, Herms? Uh, I was going to promote your show here in, in a little bit, but uh, he said, 
Pick two, PPR, Devonta Smith, Pittman, Pickens. Also, hello. What's up? Um, <laughs> I'm going Smith and Pickens. I cannot start Pittman right now. Um, Erlinger is total garbage. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, yeah, I, I do. Man, it is very it's, – it's concerning for me because Erlinger has not been good. I mean, you, granted, you got to – like I talked to you pre-show, you got to put it in effect. I mean, Bill Belichick does his work on rookie quarterbacks. But he also right? didn't do anything against Washington, who is this atrocious. This is true. So but they like- are – they are they are playing the defense who allows the most quarterback points. I mean, and if you're a quarterback getting points, you got to throw the ball. So that's a, a, an appealing situation. But I do agree with you. The safer options are going picking and well, talking. especially picking. now with no Claypool, picking yes. is going to see even more. Devonta Smith has been bad, but like I just you think you just got to like the chances in that offense more than you do in a yep. cold offense just, right now. I like so, the ceiling. Terms, of Pitt, that is that is uh, where we are at. Um, yep. All right, uh, Suave oh. and Bob, we will come back to you. Let's move on here real quick. I promise Bob we will Nolan. get to you, uh, but I don't want to uh, go five minutes straight on comments, so I apologize here. But um, So we talked about Jamar Chase. Another guy here, and this is a couple running backs. Uh, we got DeAndre Swift and Zeke, both currently kind of banged up, not playing as much as you know you would hope. Zeke's obviously been out. Swift came back. Um, played fairly well the first game and then like barely played the second game. Um, so everybody's, I think there's a lot of scared fantasy managers with Swift right now. And Zeke again, like he's not really practicing right now. So he's a guy who I think, you know, maybe both of these guys, you know, they're not going to cost you as much as a Jamar chase. Um, but I think they're viable targets you know swift scares me a little bit more than zeke only because we saw the usage last week uh we i think we all know once zeke comes back uh jerry jones forces him to play uh a lot as much as maybe they shouldn't uh but they're gonna get their money's worth out of them it is what it is yeah i mean it's a pretty dumb contract and i think jerry jones is trying to trying to get his money's worth there but what do you think about either one of these guys as a you know injury target type for a team who is sitting pretty and maybe taking a risk on, you know, an injury type player, like one of these two. I mean, if you are, man, this is, this is kind of hard because I mean, Swift is as of right now, we think more healthier than Zeke because Zeke is, you know, recently injured, but I'm so concerned about Swift. Like you said, with the usage, I mean, last week, first game coming back, um, supposedly healthy, you know, we got five rushing attempts at five targets. Jamal Williams, I mean, he got 13 total touches, 10 rushing attempts, three targets. Like, yes, he's getting uh, – Swift is being used more in the passing game, which we like seeing that for PPR purposes. But Jamal Williams is clearly the number one guy right now, and he's been the number one guy the whole year, even before Swift got injured. We kind of saw uh, Jamal Williams kind of taking the, the reins a little bit. So the biggest- he – the biggest thing with that is the red zone usage between those two. It's all Jamal outside of like, you know, if they're on like the 15, they'll throw like a little, you know, that the, the little He's like. He's only getting past like, like if, the red If you zone. play Matt, you know what I'm talking about, right? The, the little like triangle right route, the little, the little, the running back comes off the field, comes out of the backfield and does up the middle. That's the swift route all day. And it works every time for some weird reason. You know that what I'm talking about? Angle. It just goes boop, boop. 
right yep. in right into the middle of the field and nobody covers him just stupidly halfback but, angle uh, route works every time <laughs> but, but I, uh, I i think i like uh zeke a little bit more just because of the point he brought up i mean jerry jones least, is gonna force safer. his way in there i think yes he he's Swift getting red zone like, targets i mean yeah. red zone carries yeah I mean, absolutely so I do think safer. Zeke's a little bit safer to trade for. I mean, and depending on how the usage trends for Swift this week is my is how my opinion is going to sway on him. If it trends a little bit more in a positive direction, I'd be more willing to go for Swift. If it I, stays I the same or goes down. Swift, Swift is almost like a – like if you want to buy Swift at the lowest possible value, now's it, right? Yeah. Right? I mean – that that might be that might be it. Um, Zeke Safer Swift has that top He's your five. He has that top eight ten upside. Zeke right is plotter at this point. He can catch some passes, but he doesn't he doesn't have the pop anymore. Um, so I, I totally agree with you there. Um, let's get to these here. So Suave was saying a few other things. The only reason I want to trade for Keenan. It's a buddy that's contending in my league also has cup Devante and chase and Eckler. Woof, man, this is a, uh, this is a, Damn. it's gotta be like an 18 league, man. How the hell is this happening? Eight or 10. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so Bob Dole, what's up, man? Just in time for the elections. Glad you're back. Uh, should <laughs> I trade Carr for Geno Smith? Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. he, I mean, Carr yeah. just lost Darren Waller, Renfro. I mean, well, they're probably going to involve Jacobs more, so I would do it. I mean, Gino has seen a downtick in his usage since Kenneth Walker's bursted on the scene, um, and the defense for Seattle is decent. But Carr has no weapons right now. Yeah, uh, and he said, I love you guys. We love you too, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in every week, man. We know. We know you're here. <laughs> uh, related to what you're talking about, I have a trade on the table for Harris for Zeke. I want Zeke. I do not want anything to do with Harris at this point. It just It's going south for him. It hasn't been good all season. It looks like Jalen Warren's going to get more involved. It just seems bad. So whatever side is Zeke, that's the one you want. Um, I know you just asked, you know, should I accept? I don't know which side is yours, but, um, and do you agree, Mike? Just yes or no? Yeah. I, I don't it's really love Zeke either, but at this point, Harris ain't it. You know, it sucks because I was. That offense really ain't Harris. it. Fantasy receipts needs to start watching podcasts because they could eat me alive for all the crap that I say on this show. Um, <laughs> glad they the don't. <laughs> Glad they don't. Um, all right. Looks like he – yeah, Suave's, Suave's uh, securing JT for Wilson and Miko. Good job, man. Um, See, I mean – hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully JT bounces back, man. Uh, you know, w- Wilson's going to be okay. Miko has kind of balled out the last couple weeks. Kind of funny. We were talking about that too. I was like, holy crap. I almost didn't even realize it. Um, you forget about that three-touchdown game. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if- I know he's he's kind of afraid of those wide receivers, which I mean, I believe it. Those receivers. Only player left on my team that I drafted is Chubb. Holy <laughs> cow, that is quite amazing. I do not trade like that. That is just 
that is amazing. But your running um, backs are off the charts and scary. So are his receivers. I didn't I didn't show you this one. He says his receivers are T. Higgins, Amon Ra, and AJ Brown. Another guy we're talking about. I'm not going to name out of those. Yeah, three. we'll, we'll get there. So, about. all right. Quick question, Mike, because we have gone a little long thanks to the uh, comments. Yeah, I, I love them, but uh, it does, you know, it does it does make it go a little long, unfortunately. But uh, we will we will get by. We'll we'll make up time here. So, injury guys. You know, we're talking upside, big name players. You know, we talked about Keenan already a little bit. So let's just I just want to ask you the question. Do you want to, if you're one of these teams who's seven and two, eight and one, feeling really good, you're in the play, you're like things would have to go really bad to somehow miss the playoffs as a team like that, right? So do you it trade happens. a couple so do, it has, it has, or you just <laughs> or you just go into the playoffs limping, right? I've done that too. Um but do you trade for a Keenan Allen? Or a um, Mike Williams, who are currently injured and coming back. Well, we hope with Keenan. We I think we know Mike Williams is coming back in like a week or two. Um, so, do you trade for one of them? Who with Keenan? Right, we know he's had the problems just getting back on the field. I don't think the production once he's there is the worry. But with Mike Williams, we have not seen the production even when he was on the field this year. So. Do you go after either one of them? I really, I mean, I express my thoughts on Keenan. I really don't want, I'm kind of out on Keenan. I was Mm -hmm. in a little bit before the season, but my biggest thing, and I'm a believer in hamstring injuries, they hamper the whole season. And this is the (laughs) running candidate for the prime example of why hamstrings are terrible for fantasy football, or at least injuries. Um, So I'm, I'm out on Keenan Allen. Now, Mike Williams, I won't lie, I'm a little biased here. Uh, he has won me a championship in the past, so I, I'm, you know, a little biased here. But the the thing here is, is he does intrigue me more than Keenan Allen because one, not a hamstring injury, um, and he's not he's he's not practicing at all. Keenan Allen, obviously not practicing at all, but he's been doing some stuff here and there, trying to get back and. They're saying, yeah, he didn't suffer a setback. It's obvious he suffered a setback. Like, Big Mike's not practicing at all, so hopefully no setbacks. And if Keenan Allen's hampered by an injury all year, I do like Mike Williams as the number one target, you know, for a, a Justin Herbert who's who's been struggling because he needs more targets. Um, yeah. But I, I am tempering. Like, I'm not going all in on him. Like, you know how it is. If you can get – like, prime example, if you can go and get Big Mike for a, a, a Jeff Wilson and a Meikle Hardman and you're 7-2, and 8-1, and one, pull that trade. Yeah. Pull yeah, trade. that I I agree with that. Uh, I mean, the upside's there. The the production, unfortunately, just hasn't quite been there for him. Um, no, you're, you're scared by well. the production. Yeah, definitely. I He's mean, up and down, man. Like, we're seeing a wide receiver finish of – Week one, whatever Keenan Allen was there, but I mean, again, 102. Then he was eighth. Then he was 46. Then he was 13. Then he was nine. Then he was 68. Then he was sixth. Like, holy crap, dude! Like, it's just that ability to help you win a week. And it is. Week. It is. He is a that's boom bust so guy. So if that's somebody that you can take on, and you need. I wouldn't take. You know, I wouldn't trade for him to be like my my dude. Like, but yeah. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, if you're he's better, if he's clearly better than your wide receiver too, I would clearly do it. Um, and then your wide but I would not pay crazy <laughs> amounts for him. 
Uh, so another couple guys here. So a little bit lower on the on the poll here in the in the charts. Some guys that have been injured for a while coming back. We hope soon. DJ Shark, Jarvis Landry, Johan Dotson. These are all guys that I think you can go get fairly cheap. Uh, who you know, look, possibly even off the waiver wire. Ah. Yeah, maybe in in, in shallow I mean, leagues. Ten, in, in leagues without IR spots, for yeah. sure. I would imagine they might be out there. I didn't. I, I didn't even think to look at that for some reason. Not for those guys. I'm uh, thinking but, mainly ten teamers though. Twelve teamers. I see these guys being rostered. Shark is fifteen percent rostered. Landry is twenty one. So you, you're onto something. Uh, and Dotson twenty six. So yeah. So the problem is, is in, in most of my leagues, I have IR spots. Yeah, these are deeper leagues. So these are these benches. are these guys. These guys are out. So like, and so they're not available at all. Um, but again, if so, if they're rostered, you go you go after these guys. But you yep. you do not pay. You, I wouldn't even give up a Wilson and a Me Cole for these guys. Like, like you're you're giving up, yeah. you know, you're giving up less than this for those guys because you're taking on the risk. You're giving up somebody who's at least worthwhile for the the manager that you're giving you know giving a player to, but you're would taking you, on risk. Man, now this is kind of a tough question because he just scored tonight. Mm. But would you give up like a Drake London, who's been struggling? You know, the offense don't pass a lot. <sighs> Panthers just scored a pick six. Oh wow! Was it Where was this Horn last week? week, Carolina? When I used to do DFS, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> <Still cashed. laughs> Despite my oh, negative yeah. two from my defense. Anyway, um, would I give up a Drake London? Just to, I mean, it is kind of an eh example because he did score tonight. But I mean, what? It's been f- f- five weeks since he scored. I think it was. Or I'd have to look that up. Oh no, that's gonna get called back. Mariota was actually sacked. Oh, you mean um, it wasn't a flag like half this game? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that's tough, man. I, I think. You like the opportunity that London gets in this offense. His target share is really high, but again, as we've you know we talked about this before the season started, the target quality is sucks. So target quality also matters. Six games since London scored. You see guys on Twitter all the time going, "So and so has a you know twenty five percent target share on his offense." They pass the ball twenty times a game. So nice five targets. Congrats, that's five targets. (laughs) Like, or, hey, he's got a 30% target share on his game, uh, on the team. Okay, congrats. That's eight targets. Like, Jesus, guys, like, let's be real. Like, this is crap. And and they're really bad targets. He's catching three of them for a reason. It's not because London can't catch the ball. It's because they're crap targets. Watch, watch the games. I don't know how many more times. Like, <sighs> Jeff Manns on SiriusXM, uh, he says this all the time. Guys, watch the games. I don't care. Like, look, I basically just watch Red Zone, but I get enough of a feel of the games than just watching my local sports team and going, oh, the box score says he did this. Box scores tell this much of the story. Really does. It really does. Um, You've got to watch the games. You've got to watch the flow of it. You've got to see the routes run. You've got to see the way the quarterback throws the ball to these receivers. You know, luckily we're, we're see seeing the flow of the you know, offense. 
you luckily we're seeing, you know, how 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 bad, you know, Mariota can be when they're forced to pass. It just doesn't work, right? And so the quality of targets, and this is why Pitts can't get going. The quality of targets to Pitts are horrible. The so, montage of overthrown throws to Pitts on Twitter is just magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> it's a perfect example this of what is you're an interesting about. one. I can get Jalen Hurts for Herbert and Jamal Williams. Should I pull the trigger? I'll love me some Jalen Hurts. In a vacuum, the answer is no. However, if you've got like four running backs that can easily replace Jamal Williams, I would do it. So like if you're not losing anything at the running back position by trading Jamal Williams, then I would do it. I'm pulling the trigger because you're getting the only other guy I think that can finish as the QB one outside of. I John just Allen. don't think the point difference that you gain from going to Herbert to Hertz is worth giving up Jamal Williams, who can be an RB one or high two almost every week going forward. Um, in my opinion, and. If if you don't I agree, have somebody, but the one you thing don't have somebody, you've got you've got to look at how it affects your whole team, right? You're getting the better player. That's awesome. You always want to try to get the better player, but you also have to see how it affects your entire team makeup. And each week you have to think, okay, Herbert might score what? Five to six points less than Hertz on a good week, on their on their good weeks, right? Um Jamal Williams and whoever is going to replace him, that's where you need to figure out the difference and see if it's worth it. I reason why I take it is because Jamal Williams right now is being held up by touchdowns. Eight total touchdowns on the year. All right. But they Those, use him in the red zone. We just talked about this. That's how they're I, using him. I right get now. that. I get that. But the last two games, the Lions haven't been in the red zone very often. That's my problem. They have slowed down. They're not that, you know, offense that came out against Philly the first week and dropped, what was it, 20-something points or whatever. They have, like, the highest points per game at home this season, by the way. Oh, that is – that is I like that stat. That they is. are amazing at home, by the way. But they suck on the I, road, but still worthwhile enough. I just – I think I like Jalen Hurts because you're looking at a guy that could potentially score 400 fantasy points this year. I, I get it. Um, I just think – we're looking at we're looking at Herbert, right? Who? But you are correct. Like I said, it is the, uh, like you said, it is dependent. It's the makeup on of your, your team. He, so he's yeah. saying he's got CMC, Travis Etienne, David Montgomery as other running. You back. do it. You do it. So it would be David Montgomery replacing him. So are you good dropping from Jamal Williams to David Montgomery in order to go up from Herbert to Hertz? I personally am. We talked before. The I, show, think, I think I was, think I think I would say yes. Feeling. Yeah. In that case, I think I do it. Um, you do, you do hurt your depth at the running back position. So like one injury. True. Really kills you. Yes. Um, but if you're a contending team, sometimes this is what this, you've got to do. Just Joe, to this is an up. episode about taking risks. And this yeah, is right. This, this is, is what I'm risk. saying. That's what I was just All about right. to say. This is where if you're a contending team, sometimes to put you over the top over the other contending teams who we all know are good in your league, 
sometimes you've got to go you sometimes you got to be risky it might blow up in your face etn could get hurt next week cmc could get hurt next week and then you're going shit i really wish i had jamal Williams. So but like let's be real if you lose cmc or etn you're probably not winning anyway right so like it wouldn't probably have mattered. You would have just been treading water at that point. So I I kind of do like the trade flashy graphics. Uh, I would I would pull the trigger. All right, so let's uh try to rip through this trade stuff because these these uh comments obviously are keeping us at bay here. All right, so obviously you know we, we talked about if you're the good team, you go after the kind of middle of the road teams and go after their good players who are. Um, you could even go after the like really good players who are healthy, right? And dangle depth because let's be real. Like yep. the reason why they're probably in the middle of the road is because they, they lack depth. And so like, yeah, they're really good players carrying them to what four or five wins, but their bad players are why they have four or five losses too. Right. And so if you can give them a couple depth pieces and say, look, your one player doesn't equal these two or three that I'm going to give you each week. So it improves your overall team, but you have the depth to get rid of those extra players and do it. But if you are the opposite, right? Um, you can be the initiator. If you are the opposite, if you are desperate for wins, right? And we're going to give you another scenario in a situation here. If you are desperate for wins and you've got the Jamar chases, you've got the DeAndre Swifts, you've got the Zeeks, the guys or the King Islands or the, or the big Mikes, the sharks, the Landry, the Dotsons, right? You've got these guys who are sitting on your bench, taking a browser space, coming back soon, right? It could help a yep. playoff ready team. You go, look, I've got this guy who could really help you. I just need help getting into the playoffs. Give me some depth. Give me some guys. You go, you go be the initiator. Don't wait for the better team to do it. Um, but another way to do it, right? And we were talking about this too, is um, – I uh, lost my train of thought for some reason. Um, if you are the, the the lesser player – and I forget. It, you just you brought it up like right before the show. I oh, think yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you are the team that's sitting at four and five, you know, kind of five and four, and you're, you're skeptical of, of actually making it to the playoffs – and you got some of these players that are harboring week 13, week 14. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you. That, that you need to absolutely get these wins. I mean, it's not a bad idea to possibly trade them to get those guys that have already had their buys. Maybe yeah. target those nice playoff schedules. So we're looking at so we're looking at week 13, 14 buys, right? Mostly. So week 13 is the Cardinals. Week 13 is also the Panthers. Week 14, we've got the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders. Not juggernaut teams, right? Right now. But like starting players. Let's be real. Like, if you've got Kyler Murray as your starting quarterback and you've been kind of relying on him, you might have to get rid of that boy if you're a fighting team to get into the playoffs because you're you, not getting you, them week you're gonna i mean unless you've got some guys on the waiver wire a quarterback's a little bit easier to find guys on the waivers yeah. most leagues but uh if you've got if you've got some some guys here that um i mean let's uh let's go through like d hop maybe right d hop you could probably get a really good return for d hop right but like if you <laughs> If you need him to win you week 13, you ain't going to have him. So you need to go get something. Like you, you kind of, 
Look, I know you're thinking like, but I'm not going to win the league if I don't have D-Hop. You're not going to win the league if you don't get to the playoffs either. This is true. You got to get there. You, you got to get there to win it. And crazy things happen in the playoffs. Crazy. COVID. All the time. Injuries. So – you, again, we didn't we didn't prepare for this segment as I actually had forgotten what the topic was uh, or, or the scenario was. Uh, but so I don't have a whole list of names here to, to go through. But this was a great one that you brought up right before the show, Mike. So I'm glad you brought it up. The next one is, you know, we you really need to look at the schedule at this point. And this is yeah. why I'm kind of upset that AJ is missing this because looking at future schedule is AJ's jam, dude. Like that's what he does. Um, so there's two ways to look at it, right? If you're a team who needs wins right now, you're looking at rest of season schedule. You're looking at 10, 11, 12, 13. Those are the weeks you really want to focus on, but you also care a little bit about the, about the playoffs, but you need to get in, right? Just like I said. Yeah. But if you're a team who's contending and like sitting pretty, you're kind of more, you're like, you care about the rest of the season schedule, but you're kind of going like, okay, I can give up a little bit here and there if I'm going to get a monster playoff weeks out of these guys. So we're going to go by position here and I'm going to start with receiver. So, I wrote down a couple of names that kind of jumped out at me as far as having very favorable playoff schedules. And look, these aren't guys that like buy low. They're not necessarily buy low players. They're just, you go get your guy, right? You go get your guy to improve your team. However you need to do it. Right. Yep. Playoff schedule. DJ Moore. Uh, he has a phenomenal playoff schedule. Uh, I'm looking at it now. And we're looking at Pittsburgh in week 15, Detroit in week 16, and then Tampa, who you're thinking, what? Tampa's been beat up like crazy. And I think they're still okay. But look, DJ Moore is proving to be a much better player now that PJ Walker has been quarterback outside of last week. This week, he's, you know, I don't know the exact stats, but um, he was looking okay uh, from what I can tell so far. Four for four receptions for eh, 29 yards. No, not great. Um, Unfortunately, the touchdowns have not gone his way. Um, But Uh, according to Fantasy Pros, uh, always a good resource to use. Pittsburgh's number one easiest for wide receivers, Detroit's fourth easiest, and then Tampa Bay's 13th toughest. So you got two out of three games there against top five yeah. um, receiving matchups. So yeah. I'm, the sources that I'm, not a, I'm not allowed to share, I don't think. I'm sure they wouldn't be too happy about it. But, uh, yeah, that's, fair. Very, that's fair. Pretty, pretty favorable matchups here overall, especially, especially the first two weeks. Um, so DJ Moore is one that I like. Amari Cooper, and look, he's going to be expensive to go get, but Amari Cooper. Um, Not if you're trading him. <laughs> as, much, as, much as, as much as I've been down on him, we all know the target share he's getting in that offense. And look, he'll have Watson back at that point. So Should right? have Watson, it, yeah. It could be even better. He's going to get Baltimore in Week 15, which Baltimore looks like a bad matchup on paper. As far as like the stats and the touch and and the points they've given up all year long, but don't be fooled. That's like 
one or two games total. Miami was one, and I think they got beat up in a second one. But it's other than that, man, that's been a pretty stout defense. But regardless, Amari Cooper going against Baltimore in Week 15. Then they get the Saints in 16, who aren't awesome, but they're they're okay. Um, and then, of course, Week 17, they get the Washington Commanders. So, whew. Uh, Fifth, 15th, and then 7th. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's – you got top half matchups for uh, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good for him. So he's a guy that like, you know, it's again you're gonna have to go get him, but it's uh you're gonna have to pay. I think it's worth for, it, for Cooper. But you know, it it could it really could be could be worth it for you. Um, he's he's making Dallas regret trading him for pennies on the dollar. Right, rest of season. Right, these are guys that they've got pretty good overall rest of season but like this also means that they've got favorable matchups before the playoffs right so i looked at the jets right and garrett wilson and yeah garrett wilson struggled the the first couple of weeks uh once zach wilson came back and was quarterback but since that time uh and the breeze hall injury obviously we have seen Garrett Wilson really step back up. So he's a guy that like, you know, maybe the manager who has him doesn't believe in it and maybe you can get him a little bit cheaper, but you, you know, you still don't might pay for it. The other guy here is Amon Ross, a Brown, um, very favorable schedule going forward. You know, I know that Detroit is kind of up and down with their offense, but St. Brown's pretty safe as long as he's on the field, I would imagine. So what do you think about this? We we talk about targets percent uh, that target percentage uh, as a skewed statistic, but when we talk about Detroit Lions who pass as much as they do, um, that target share is a little bit more accurate. And yes. we're talking about a guy who gets upwards to a thirty percent target share when he's out on the field. Um, so I do like Amonra St. Brown as that guy. Um, Garrett Wilson. The one thing I just want to add about him because I do like him as that uh, target for the rest of the season. You might, uh, I mean. You might be able to get him for cheaper than you think, Joe, just because of the fact that I'm thinking here, um, you know, I got a buddy, Garrett Wilson owner. I mean, I'm, I'm a Garrett Wilson owner in some leagues. Last week he was on my bench. He was on my friend's bench. So people are probably struggling on when to play him and getting and getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Deciding this. So you might be able to get him a little bit cheaper if you kind of play that frustration. I agree. I, I think that one's going to be, you know, very manager dependent. On, on how how they value him. Moving over yeah. here to running backs, and we'll stick with the the uh, we'll we'll stick the with theme. the Jets here <laughs> and uh, playoffs I mean, again. You, you know, so so the rest of the season back. schedule for, for receivers for for Garrett Wilson and the Jets is very favorable. But playoff schedule for the Jets running backs is good, and so this one's going to be tough because it's Michael Carter and J. Rob James Robinson. Yeah, I, I still am not really confident as to you know which which one is actually the guy. I think it's Carter mostly, and but it's not like top dollar type running back, right? So this is nope. this is go get a flex guy type of. It's type Carter of player, in, my opinion, in my opinion, just because he gets more involved in the passing game. Robinson only got one target last week. Now they make him up. He but, was banged up though, wasn't he? With coming off a shoulder injury, a little banged up, but they still gave him uh, six total. Uh, well, 
five rushes and then that one target. But Michael Carter got seven targets. That's really the most appealing. Yeah. Because that, that's really what is, kind of, in my opinion, keeping the RB position for the Jets afloat. Yeah. Um, now that we lost our, our, our super rookie at Brees Hall. I know. He was so fun to watch. Uh, rest of season, I'm looking at this Carolina. Now, now after this game, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, right? So Deonta Foreman is a rest of season kind of guy at this point. Uh, and then you can kind of maybe it's sort of the same situation as the Jets, right? You're looking at Wilson and Mostert from Miami. And a uh, little shameless plug here. I kind of hmm. – I write an article every week on fantasysixpack.net where I go through targets, touches, and snap counts and kind of, you know, I give a whole lot of data and some tables that you can look at and come to your own conclusions. But we, um, I, I also kind of highlight some teams and, and, and do some analysis as far as some of the more interesting ones. And, and one of the more interesting ones this week was the dolphins. And because of how Wilson and Mostert Wilson came in and got more of the carries the very first week he was there five days after he gets there, he sees more carries, more snaps, more targets, scores a touchdown. Like to me, you want to go after Wilson, but I, I don't totally disagree going after most of it. In fact, his price is probably a lot cheaper at this point than Wilson's. The so, thing that's weird to me is Mostert kind of moved, at least slotted into the Chase Edmonds role a little bit. With That's Jeff not Wilson good. <laughs> it's not because I'm looking here at the the red zone attempts. All right, because both of them got a touchdown here. All right, Jeff Wilson wasn't in the red zone when he got this touchdown. Raheem Mostert was. He got three of the four rushing uh, red zone rushing attempts. So I mean, if this is how it's moving forward, I kind of lean Wilson a little bit more because it seems like Mostert's kind of in that Chase Edmonds utility player at the goal line role. But it that didn't work, so that's not good. But um, they won the game, so you can't say it didn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. At least you can't tell Arthur Smith that. Yeah. So. All right, so so next up, we're going to go to quarterbacks. And, and look, quarterbacks are quarterbacks. One quarterback leagues. I mean, unless you got, you know, you're not you're not doing anything. All right, if you've got Hurts, Allen, hopefully he's healthy. God bless his elbow. Um, <laughs> right? Like, I, you don't want to see him. I don't pray for much, but. I don't, I don't have any shares of Josh Allen, but I don't want to see him not play. Switch. Dude, he's so fun. It makes this. Makes the league fun to watch, man. You know, you've got him a Holmes. You got these top dogs, man. You ain't getting rid of them, right? But if you don't, man, let's be real. The quarterback situation this year has been sort of, sort of blah, right? It's like not as all around, it has it's kind of been, it's kind of been like tight ends. You got like three or four dudes who you really are just like, yeah, every week, man. Lamar, plug him in, right? I mean, come on. We're talking about Geno Smith being a QB1. It is not a good year, guys. Uh, so, we're no. streaming quarterbacks, right? We're going after some guys. So, I'm just going to say this. Every single one of these guys is probably on the waivers in your league. Uh, or m- might be for sure. Like, I don't, just, there's, there's a good chance they're on the waivers. But 
if you're struggling at quarterback and you need to get you're good for playoffs somehow with a bad quarterback, you need to evaluate who you're using. Good playoff matchups, by the way, for quarterbacks, and I hate to say it, suck at Keith. Daniel Jones, <laughs> really, really good playoff matchups. Oh my gosh, it's it's. Uh, I hate to say it, but it, but it's true. Uh, they get Washington, Minnesota, and too. Indy, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, hear me out. I know everybody's going, Jimmy G. Like he's not good. He just got Christian McCaffrey. He's gonna get Debo back from injury too. All right. Don't be scared. See, man, he's throwing all the touchdowns. He's going to have at his bay, at his disposal, are phenomenal. And then listen to this schedule: Seattle, Washington, and then your favorite team to pick on, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. They are easy to pick on. He literally <laughs> is going to be a league winner during playoffs. You watch. Mark my words. He is going to be on a playoff team and just run through. I I love this. I, I don't, You probably don't agree with me, but I just want to chime in here. I'm a little skeptical of uh, Seattle's matchup just because their defense has been pretty hot lately. That uh, young class has been pretty good. But it's the matchup against it Brady. That's It's the matchup against Brady this week that's really going to like, all right, this defense is good, or all right, they've been pretending. Yeah. I'm just – I think Jimmy G's uh, a little under the radar right now. Absolutely. And, you know, look – I mean, like, I, I know there's teams out there still relied on Mariota, who we know is just not good. <laughs> we know there's teams out there still relying on Russell Wilson. Sadly, one of them. Uh, I can't pick up a quarterback in that. It's a 14-team league, and there's nothing I can do. There's just there couldn't, there's no go trade. Go trade for our next person we're going to talk about. I I have one guy who wants to trade me Burrow, but he wants, like, one of my top three players. And I'm like... I'll suffer with Wilson. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, of the replacement value of a of a wide receiver two in a fourteen team league is a wide receiver six. So there's just nothing. There's nothing I can plug in. So like you deal with crappy quarterback play in a fourteen team league if you just missed. And so, and so you wouldn't to- target the next guy we have here for the rest of the season. You know, see maybe if you can get him at a discount. I know we we both loved him preseason, and he's finally kind of uh, no. So I know who has this guy in that league, and they, this is like his only quarterback, so it's not going to work either. But yeah, rest of the season we're looking at Trevor Lawrence. Good, not great. Rest of season schedule now playoff schedule, not good. Right, so that's where like the whole rest of season isn't good, but the next few weeks looking pretty tasty for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm trying to can I? uh, Yeah, so the next few weeks, right? So this week he gets Kansas City. Unfortunately, he's on a bye, so you got to figure that one out. Then it's Baltimore, who again is a little under the radar when it comes to it, but they can still be beat. Detroit and then Tennessee, right? Yeah, all fairly good matchups. Uh, when it comes to quarterbacks, the playoffs, <laughs> Dallas Jets and Houston. And you're thinking, oh, Houston, but Houston just gets 
destroyed and then the quarterbacks don't do anything, right? That's yeah, they run the ball a lot on Houston. It could be, you know, Lawrence might be okay there because and, – and, and it could be also that, like, Trevor Lawrence, you know, and they get down quick against Dallas, so maybe that's a salvageable game for them. The Jets could be a close game. So, you know, it could be a different story for Lawrence with those matchups, but – those other ones, those are those are gold. So I, I do like Lawrence uh, moving forward, and so he's a guy who he's he's rostered in a lot more leagues than these other guys. Um, so I think I think that's what we do there. Uh, I think I think Lawrence is a guy that we all should be. I just gotta lo- I gotta at. ask you real quick, like if you're a Russell Wilson in that four, a Russell Wilson owner in that fourteen teamer, are you debating going and trading for like Jared Goff? No, I picked up Andy Dalton. I'm starting him this week. <laughs> fair that's, point. That's fair how point. bad it's gotten, dude. I picked I mean, up Dalton hey. like two weeks ago and was like, screw it. I'm out. You probably picked him up and you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, all right, hey, so desperation makes us do strange things. Tight ends are tight ends. So I, I, I apologize if you guys need tight end help. You guys can ask us, you know, leave the comments in, on YouTube here. This is uh, what the and- Discord's for. Discord ask us there, but tight ends are tight ends, man. Like, like let's be real. We got we got Kelsey, we got Andrews when he's healthy. There's a, a another mix of like three or four guys when it comes to like Goddard and Ertz and and you yeah. know Firemuth maybe kind of popping up the the ranks here that we that we wrote about just because um, Claypool was traded, so maybe targets are there, but. Hawkinson's intriguing a little bit. Hawk, yeah, Hawk is a guy that, that I like, and again, he's another one I, tar- I I mentioned in that article I write on Fantasy Six Pack, uh, and just how you know I was actually surprised at how there's no shame on those on. plugs. Um, real quick, last question, and then we really need to just rip through all of this, the rest of this. Yeah. Um, do you? So we've talked about you know, trading for players, depending on your situation. Now, if you're a good team, right. Um, or even if you're just like a, you know, you might make the playoffs. Do you sell a player right now? And you're looking at their playoff schedule and you're looking at it and going, Oh, hell no. Like, I'll give you an Terrible. example. Do you, do you trade? Like, uh, do you trade like a Saquon Barkley? You'll get the moon for Saquon, right? You'll get a lot. You'll get a really good player back for Saquon, if not two for Saquon Barkley. Knowing that his playoff schedule is Washington, who's pretty decent against the run, Minnesota, and Indy. We can mention Tyreek and Waddle. Jefferson's in that mix. All these stud players, right? Do you trade these guys or just think, no, they're too good. They'll make it work. I think this really is uh, even more situational than the trade scenario a little bit here. Cause I, uh, I mean, I'm going to steal your example here that you put in the show notes. I mean, uh, Tua. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mentioned Hill and 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 Waddle, but yeah, yeah, with the with the tough matchup, you Buffalo, know, Buffalo, Green Bay, and New England, bam, 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 somebody bam. who's on fire right now. I mean, this crushing it, but, dude. But you 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 look at those matchups against for the Dolphins. I mean, like you said earlier um, about the Ravens, you know, it's kind of it's a little 
weird to say that the Ravens are a good matchup because there's really only had about two, three games where they've just been exploded on by receivers. And one of those games was Miami. So they've shown that they can play those tough matchups well. And they've shown that they can be coached through those tough matchups uh, to at least become relevant and not be shut off the face of the map like Michael Pittman was last year and the entire Colts offense. Um, so I really do believe it's situational, but like Saquon Barkley, I mean, man, you're talking about somebody who, I mean, he really hasn't finished outside RB one or RB. I mean, has he even finished as an RB two? Cause I mean, he's been killing it. Um, I'm trying to find it right here. I mean, week one, 30.4 half point PPR points. Um, week two, he had 10.3. There was his one down week. Um, week three, though, back to 20.6. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's just super consistent, even if he's not scoring. So, Saquon, one of those situational guys that I mean, if Saquon, you're in half PPR, it's, it's 117, 5, 12, 15, 9, 14, 17. So, like, he's actually had a couple 17. of down but, but 17's like, is worst. And even then, it's been like 13 and a half points. So, like, it's still yeah. not horrible. Like, is that killing? No, it's not. Uh, so, you will take that. Um, but you will take that. With a rough, with a rough schedule coming up. You know, that's that, the one that's where just, I look and, at. And again, like. You got to do the research on the players I, yeah. and what their matchups were. Because in that situation, I would trade Barkley. Because, like you said, he has had those rough patches where he's finished running back 17, mm-hmm. running back 13. All right. And my guess, I mean, I don't even have to probably look at them. They're probably against good defenses. So that's the one thing. Uh, is, well, actually, I don't know if they were. but uh, uh, Week 10 was uh, – I mean, week 2 was against Carolina where he scored the 10.3. Uh, man, I can't. We had Carolina. I mean, they're not great. Chicago was his 12. Green Bay was his 15. Jacksonville was his 14. And Seattle was the 17. So not phenomenal defenses. Um, uh, I, I, Seattle, like I said, but that's it. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, I think we can move on, man. Let's, let's jump into the yeah. rankings and we'll, we'll try to rapid fire this. I'll, I'll keep my answers short, but uh, go, th- go for it, man. All right. So first question here. All right. We're going to talk about Justin Fields. The man's hot. He just broke the rushing record in a game for rushing yards. Beat the man, Michael Vick. Regular himself. season record, by the way. Yeah, regular season record. Still, record nonetheless. Still a record. I like it. Exactly. Yeah, you put him as QB4 this week. I mean, so my question here is, are you, are you comfortable ranking him as a top five QB now? Or was this very uncomfortable putting him up there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it because, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not awesome. But, uh, I mean, you, you got to love the way they're, that they're using him right now. He's... um. Seeing, they're 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 designing runs for him to where I'm not expecting 178 yards, not even 100 yards. You can't even expect 100 yards a game, right? That's just not predictable. Uh, but yes, you can. I think you can predict a good, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think I think 60 to 80 yards is is pretty predictable the way that they're using him right now. And then because of this, right? So we know he's still not passing the ball a lot, although it's more than it was earlier this season for whatever reason. He was running less and passing less earlier in the season. What? Anyway, um, 
Sorry, I was burping a little bit there. Um, They're all good. I mean, just to agree with you, I mean, since week six, he's had three games with 12 plus rushing attempts. And and I think what's happening too, right, is that you see – so the fact that he's running more and passing more is the fact that the Bears are now running just more offensive plays, right? And it's because they have designed runs for him. He's making better decisions. And then because he's running more, the defenses have to get sucked in and so, I mean, we're seeing him pass to literally wide open receivers. Nobody's around these guys. <laughs> so I wouldn't call Justin Fields a great quarterback, but he's perfectly fine for fantasy at this point. Like, I'm Please. happy to use him. And I said it in my um, my Bonds Banzer article on that it came out Monday morning. Justin Fields is easily a top 10 quarterback the rest of the way if they keep using him this way he kind of reminds me of he gets Jalen Detroit, Hurts last year and at this week he gets Detroit thank you <laughs> yes Please I will probably you. be playing Justin Fields in DFS again all right I mean you want to talk about another juicy matchup here we always I, I like to shit on the Raiders uh, defense against QBs here yes you um, do you, You've been able to start whatever quarterback you want against them this year. I mean, the worst finish they've allowed is QB 16, and that's your boy Andy Dalton you just picked up. Um, so, I mean, the Colts play the Raiders this week. We ju- we're coming off a terrible, abysmal week against the Patriots. And you got Sam Erlinger at QB 25. Is there no faith that this defense can help kind of turn this offense around, maybe turn Sam Erlinger around? No. Make no. him a streamer, possibly? No. No, Sam Erlinger's bad. We, I mean, let's go back and listen to all the crap I gave about the Colts earlier on. Like, you know, and, and before the show, we were trying to be like, oh, is Michael Pittman a sell a buy low? Not, not with Erlinger there. Ellinger, I think it's Ellinger. Uh, e- either it was, way, it's it's bad because there is a, it's not E R, it's E H, so it's Ellinger. Either way, it's it's like when you're watching. I mean, look, last like, week I get eh. it. New England, New England likes to do their thing against, especially rookies, and they shut them down. I get it. The week before that, he played the Commanders. Still, only eight fantasy points. Not good. Like, could he score 13, 14 fantasy points and be okay? Fine. But I want nothing to do with it. So you All put right, him at 25 yeah. and say, sayonara, forget about Ellinger, er- er- and just move on. As as you discussed earlier in the show, desperation makes us do wild things. Mr. I pick Andy Dalton and start him over Russell Wilson. <laughs> but moving yeah. on to running backs here. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about, um, man, Tony Pollard getting no love. Uh, sitting four spots below the ECR. I know, you know, Zeke's coming back with the injury, you know, and you got the Jer- uh, Jerry Jones news. But uh, Green Bay is not the greatest against the run. And tell me, I mean, I'm the, I'm the resident Packer fan here. I know they can't stop the run. So, I mean, is he not even worth kind of that, you know, um, flex-worthy RB2 spot? I mean, or at least a bump up from the ECR because I could be wrong on what you have him positioned for already. So he's number he's, he's RB twenty one for me. So he is RB twenty. All right, it's so a low end so RB. He's definitely, you know, definitely flex play. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the fact RB2. that like if, if and, and and again, 
this will drastically change if we hear any sort of news that Zeke is out. Um, but if Zeke is there, we know what's going to happen. Zeke's going to get so much of this workload that it just it doesn't sit well. You know, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make a make Pollard a very viable running back. Honestly, like he's flex at best and, and you know even if Zeke doesn't get as much as he used to mm-hmm. he's still going to drastically cut into Pollard you know what he had had what he's had the last couple of weeks um so I can agree with that yep basically where where it boils down there so all right so I mean moving on to the next question here all right so this one I'm riffing with I won't lie so you're, you're gonna have to answer this on the spot all right, so this week you got Nick Chubb ranked at RB8. You know, I mean, it's one spot below consensus, nothing controversial there. But really the, the controversy I want to talk about here is you're looking at the RB3 on the year, and he was RB1 not too long ago, a couple weeks. I mean, so I'm kind of curious on why the low ranking this week against Miami. Um, I mean – I, feel like I mean, for for his for his standards, it's low. I mean, we're picking we're picking nits here at RB eight, right? Um, so, so Miami, where's their points per game as far as running backs? They're pretty good, uh, aren't they? The twenty first best, or sorry, so they are ninth best, eleventh best. They only allow seventeen. In a quarter per per game against running backs. Uh I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, I, I mean, mean with me, it's you know, it's Kamara gets Pittsburgh, ETN gets Kansas City, so it could be like a bit of a shootout game, and so you know, we can see a lot of passing work there. Um, Jacobs could honestly fall behind him, so maybe move him up one. And then you're looking at the you know, the stud for Barkley, McCaffrey, Henry Eckler. And at that point, like, whatever. It's, these are all these are all split in hair kind of guys. I mean, you're clearly starting Chubb at this point. Um, you know, I I could swap Chubb easily up to five, and it wouldn't I wouldn't blink an eye. But he also hasn't really, you know, last week he was six, thankfully for two touchdowns. But the week before that he was ten. The week before that he was twenty three. So, like, he's no lock at this point to just be crushing it. All right. So, I mean, he's returned. He's returned to the earth. I mean, he's no longer at the moon. I understand. So, <laughs> we can uh, move on then to our wide receiver then. And the uh, first question I have here, all right, is these wide receivers for the Broncos. I mean – we thought, you know, going into the year, Cortland Sutton was the number one, but it looks like Jerry Judy has finally taken over that position, right. at least according to your rankings. That. Yeah, and we got a great matchup against Tennessee this week. I mean, we got Jerry Judy as that low-end uh, wide receiver two and Cortland Sutton as a wide receiver three. I mean, are both of these guys decent options this week with a good matchup against Tennessee? <sighs> Honestly, no. Uh, I mean, I don't love it. I think the only reason why you 
why you're kind of people are forced to rank them where we we are right is Russ isn't going to get shut out right and so Judy and, and you know Judy and and, and uh, Sutton really are the only two guys seeing worthwhile targets there at all now shockingly to everybody involved you know with you're doing watching football and, and analyzing it Judy has he's taken over as you said and that was not expected I've always said I think Judy's the better player over Sutton but it just you saw the way the preseason rolled out and then even early season you're going oh, okay well never mind this is obviously Sutton's Sutton's uh, receiving core here and he's gonna just roll with it but it's gone the complete it's just week six and it was just kind of like here's one and then whoop they just flipped it was crazy um I mean, the points per game here for Sutton over the last three weeks, two, four, and two. What is happening? At the same time, Judy, 7, 13, and 15. The consistency (laughs) is drastically different. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm putting Judy ahead of, of Sutton. I could probably drop Sutton even lower, honestly. Like, if I'm looking at this now... I wouldn't feel one bit of regret putting him below a Thielen, a Rondell Moore. The Thielen <sighs> shocks me a little bit because I know we talked before show. You're a little down on him. A little down on him. The Hawkinson, you know, look, they passed an absolute crap load against Washington last week, which was kind of shocking. They actually got down. But the fact that two more targets went to Hawkinson over Thielen and Thielen only caught three of them. Out of seven, like that's what's I'm like. Oh my god! I mean, like something that's weird. Maybe just maybe just the flag. coverage. Maybe just the coverage went differently for that game, and you know, just game plan kind of worked out in that favor. But that for a very small sample size, that is that is alarming, right? For Thielen, so you do have to drop him a little bit there. Uh, but I mean, could I put Sutton below Thielen, even Rondell Moore? Maybe even a Curtis Samuel and a Pickens, and if Cooks is actually healthy, sure I could. Uh, but I kind of stopped there. So you know, at at most Sutton would drop to like thirty six, thirty seven for me. So I feel confident enough that Sutton is a good enough talent, and it's a good enough matchup that thirty one is solid, a solid ranking for him. So you're starting him in a three receiver league. I mean, by the numbers, yes. By yeah. the numbers, yes. But at this point, let's be real. Like, I don't I mean, I would hope that you everybody knows at this options. point. Like, you know, we've got guys that weren't drafted as wide receiver threes that are above him. Guys like Brendan Ayuk, right? Brendan Ayuk wasn't drafted before Sutton, but he's ranked ahead of him. You know, a bunch of these guys uh, that there's guys that get jumbled up. Josh Palmer, right, is is ranked above him, right? So. Maybe Palmer. not because you might have been able to pick up a Josh Palmer. And so you could slide Palmer above Sutton and just go for it. Uh, we do have a question here before you get into your next question for me. Full PPR Pollard or Connor. So I think it's Pollard. If Zeke is out, if not, I think you might roll Connor. Yeah, I think close. I still lean Pollard. Actually, I think I still just go Pollard both. Yeah. Yeah. I take that back. I think it's Pollard, 
both ways. Especially being full PPR, that definitely swings me a little bit more towards Pollard because you know if Zeke's going to be back, Pollard's going to be even more involved in the passing game instead of just the rushing game. Yeah. Although, you say that, man, but like Pollard for a few weeks, he was only seen one, three, zero, three. Even last week, two. The, even the last few weeks, two and one targets. He's actually not seeing a lot of targets in the passing game. So like they're they're not dumping the ball off now with Dak back. It could be different. We haven't seen both of them back with. Well, I mean, you look at the the past couple matchups. I mean, week eight they get they played Chicago. They blew about. I mean, they didn't really need to you know throw the ball. They ran the ball down their throat. Um, they played Detroit week seven, another team. You can run the ball down their throat. Um, I mean, this one, I'll give you Philly week six, but again, that's a team you can run the ball on compared to throwing the ball on. So, I mean, these yeah. matchups are more swayed towards, uh, you know, running the ball, the, the positive game script for them, except that Philly game, that was negative game script. It's just, you can run the ball against them. Yep. All right. We got one more real quick. Uh, what's up guys need help. This is from. Big Trev, start three PPR, Thielen, Hardman, Donovan, Donovan, Peoples-Jones, Devin Singletary. You're starting Singletary, especially with Josh Allen possibly being out. Oh, actually, man, if Singletary, if, if Josh Allen's out, I'm out on that offense. Really? You don't think this to check want, down Case Keenum is going to throw him the ball? I want nothing to do with Case Keenum. Um Singletary's not that great anyway. Um, I actually, if so, if Allen is in, I think it's Thielen, Hardman, Singletary. If 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 Allen is out, I think he is swapped to DBJ. So in week six, Singletary five targets. Week seven, they were on by. Week eight, Singletary had two targets, but he had fourteen rushing attempts. And then week nine, he had five targets. Like, and that's Josh Allen. We're talking about a guy who's taken away uh, the running back ceiling for Buffalo because he runs the ball in. So I really do how, like Singletary. How good do you think this offense is going to be without Josh Allen? He runs the offense. You're right, but the defense is good enough to get him in field position to make it uh, valuable. I just I think it's a – Singletary has – the workload is there. The production isn't there, right? RB39, RB54, six, because he got a couple touchdowns that week. 28, 47, 15, 32, 25. It's a middle of the road guy. It's so, best. I mean, let's be honest, all these kind of guys. They all are. But <laughs> we just talked about Hardman being. I will give it, you especially that. Especially PPR. Hardman's been balling out. And that was Feeling, you know, not great. And, and you're a little worried about it with Hawk. DPJ, we talked about him before the show. About how just and you beat me to him on the on the waiver by what a couple dollars on the on Fab. I was oh, like, what the hell? Why is he available? He's scored double digit points in the last. You named my three starts. So I think Thielen, Hardman, DPJ are the guys. If Allen is in, maybe swap DPJ and Singletary. That would be that would be my my go to. I mine is just a slight different. I'm sitting Thielen. I play Hardman, DPJ, and Singletary. DPJ's gotten an uptick in targets the past couple weeks. He has. Hardman's nice. got that touchdown outside, though, man. That, that's, that's, the, that's the big thing. Yep. But Phelan, what does he be, have? Just target share. Just, just target <laughs> share. Just target share. 
and which we know is skewed. He's a little safer than all the rest of the guys. Anyway, all right. Good luck, Drev. All right. Uh, I guess we're on to tight ends. Uh, no, I had a uh, one more wide receiver oh, one. You're gonna surprise uh, me. We only, cool. we only had one, so I mean, I, okay. I figured I'd throw you another ad libber. All right, so like we talked about earlier, Chase Claypool trade. I'm curious how your thought process went into ranking George Pickens and Deontay Johnson this week. You got Deontay Johnson as wide receiver 29 and Pickens as wide receiver 35. So I like both a little bit better than I probably have in the past um, because Claypool is not there. However, you still have to worry just that the fact that this offense is just terrible. I mean, Charles Barkley, terrible. Like, terrible. This is Does it look just, like a Charles Barkley golf swing? Just well, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible, man. Um, so it's hard to really rely on these guys. Yeah, the target share is is nice. Um, they're seeing lots and lots and lots of targets, but it hasn't amounted to anything. Look, the last three weeks for Deontay Johnson, seven targets, 10 targets, nine targets, five catches in all three of them, 28 yards, 42 yards, and 35 yards. So you're saying he's consistently bad. What are you, what are you doing with that? <laughs> I mean, we all love target share, but if the target share is shit, what do you do with it? Right? I say that, I say that all the time. People want to rant on Twitter about, Target share and everything else doesn't mean anything, but it's not good targets. This is true. This is true. I was just curious of that thought process. So to sum it all up, it was not a fun process. <laughs> no, I mean so, when you get to that, when you get to that point in the rankings, man, you're just looking at potential, I guess. The top guys are the top guys. It's all yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of matchup base. It's it's, you know, they're they're the guys they they've been racking up the points, they've been racking up the touchdowns, they've got the matchups, you know they're the, they're like the main guy in that offense. And then once you get to those like twenty-five to like almost forty ranked guys, they're all sort of the same. And you're going like, damn, what's like the little bit that's like separating these guys? And you know, consistency matters at that point a lot more. Um Sure, you're going to have a Josh Palmer week where he's going to blow up for like two touchdowns, like a Michael Harmon, right? But you had him ranked 50, and you're going, you look stupid, but like who predicts three touchdowns from Michael Harmon or anybody, right? It's like that kind of crap happens, but. Um, I mean, who predicted that for CEH in the beginning of the year? Who pr- who predicted it from uh, Joe Mixon last week? Yeah. Five. <laughs> so Count five. But we'll move on to tight ends here. Yep. All right, just one question here, and we're going to talk about somebody who's kind of, you know, been on a hot streak lately. But I remember last week you had him ranked at tight end 14, 17 range, and we're talking about, you know, the guy who looks like Weird Al Yankovic reincarnated, Greg Dolchich. <laughs> All <Hate> right. <laughs> Uh, just a spitting fashion. image. That's he needed he he was the one that should have been uh, casted a, in for that uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie instead of uh, uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> but uh, Greg Dolchitz at tight end seven this week. Seven. Look, three weeks. Worthy? Tight end. Tight end nine. Tight end twelve. Tight end eight. Gets Tennessee. 
pretty good matchup. We know the running game isn't hot for them any for Denver anymore. Um, he has seen nine and five targets the last couple of weeks, caught six and four, getting plenty of yards. He's seen some downfield targets. He's able to break some tackles. Um, all it's going to take is, you know, to finish probably tight end four really is do all of this and then fall into the end zone. If you can do all of this, uh, this is more consistent than ev- almost everybody else that's in the top <laughs> 10 outside of Goddard and Kelsey and, you know, guys like that. It, it, it's tight end is such a shit show, man. I hate this position right now. I really so, do. So I'll make it quick and easier for you. Are you sticking on brand? Are you playing? I mean, granted, you can't make that option anymore, but were you playing Greg Dolchich over, Dolchich over Kyle Pitts this week? I had pits lower. So you are sticking on brand. That's what I like to see. You're a company man. <laughs> so I had pits lower. I, I mean, it's good call. I can't I remember what he finished with, but I remember he started with one catch for about 10 yards, and I don't know if he caught anything after that. I'm, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. But – that ranked up our uh, that wraps two up two our... for twenty eight out of eight targets. Talk wow. about crappy targets. We all want to go. Hey, how many? Get how the target many, share. How many, how many times did Mariota throw the ball? Thirty. Wow! So phenomenal. I mean, Look, you're gonna get great these target guys. share. You're gonna get guys. I'm. <laughs> I'm going on a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you've got. You've I should got have me, shut my you, mouth. You've got me going, guys. For anybody listening at the hour twenty four mark, and I'm sorry the show is super long today. You're for anybody to listening still, please, for the love of God, shut the hell up on Twitter about so and so players getting all this target share and getting all these looks to where. We're looking at Kyle Pitts for now, his 10th game of the season, seeing all the targets. Yeah, he's two good freaking games. Two. We got to stop. We got to stop with this guy. He is not a top target. He, I know the athleticism is there. I know the talent is there. The offense isn't there. Marcus Mariota is not working we've all been fine dropping london like a rock for good reason yet at least he can catch some damn touchdowns but we're not doing it with kyle pitts i get it the tight end position is garbage but it just isn't working with him anymore stop relying on kyle pitts has fallen into the category where he is now touchdown dependent and yes he might have a little bit more of a chance of a touchdown because he sees more targets than some of these other tight ends that he gets ranked around because some of those other tight ends get what four targets a game. So yeah, he sees double what they see, but he's only able to catch like one, two, three of them at most a game. And he's lucky to catch one for a touchdown. We got to stop it. Target quality is a thing and we need to value that more than just spewing shit on Twitter where we're going, this guy sees a 30% target share. If it's a 30% target share out of 25 passes 
or 20 passes in some cases for some of these really bad offenses. And they're just shitty passes because the quarterbacks suck. That means absolutely nothing. You're feeding bad information to your Twitter followers and leading them to losses. You know how many shares of Kyle Pitts I have this year? Too many. Zero. Zero. I only have him at a couple spots, but it's too many. <laughs> I think I drafted him in one of my best ball leagues. One. Because I was like, ah, fuck it. Why not? I'll take one chance in a best ball league. But I think I also drafted like Gerald Everett later. And Gerald Everett has started pretty much every week. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Best ball, you can take that chance. I didn't want I wanted nothing to do with Kyle Pitts. With Marcus Mariota there? No thanks. Anyway, off my soapbox. Let's rip through Rant the injuries. Over. <laughs> Let's finish off with the injuries here, and I'll, and I'll start with the uh, quarterbacks. Kyle, Kyler Murray, hamstring, limited practice. Uh, watch out for that. Sounds like he'll be okay, but might not run as much, so look out there. Josh Allen, this one is very concerning in my opinion, and, and we kind of already alluded to it. He's got that elbow injury. If you guys weren't watching the game, um, you know he threw the ball and he kind of like flexed his elbow and rubbed it a little bit, and then the very next play, the ball just kind of went – then all of a sudden he threw like a 60-yard bomb. So it was kind of like, well, what, what's actually happening here? I don't know if it's hurt or not or, you know, if he just – anyway. They were calling it a UCL injury, and I know we're talking football, but UCL injuries in baseball usually mean Tommy John. So that is not a good sign. So I'm very concerned with this Josh Allen injury. They could just hold him out because – they're a playoff contending team. They're a Super Bowl hopeful team, so I think they're going to want to do that. Matt Stafford in the concussion protocol midweek. I not great. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't see how he plays. Like this would be stunning um, if he plays, and how he goes in the concussion protocol on like a Wednesday is baffling to me. But he did. Uh, Tannehill full practice today, so looking like he's going to. Fill back in for Malik Malik Willis and um, everybody who has anybody on that offense outside of Derrick Henry is uh, very happy. Um, running backs here, we got Zeke, limited practice with a knee. We've already mentioned him. Swift, same thing, limited practice again. Aaron Jones, questionable with an ankle, limited practice. Damian Pierce, this one was like a, like early week injury that kind of popped up. Chest and shoulder, limited practice. Could just be saving him, but... Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually went out in a couple leagues where I could snag Burkhead just in case where I'm kind of desperate. Like he would probably fill right in for me. Uh, Deion Jackson questionable with a knee didn't practice on the flip side of that. Jonathan Taylor looks like he's a full go. So Deion Jackson is kind of pointless at this point. Get rid of him. Um, Eli Mitchell uh, designated to return from the IR. Uh, Again, CMC there, I don't think I would start Mitchell, but it's interesting to see how they could get him mixed in because he is talented. Uh, J.D. McKissick, neck injury, didn't practice, and then uh, he put Dotson in the wrong spot. But I'll let you I'll let you cover that with the, with the receivers. I did. I didn't even notice that. Sure I'm, I'm paying attention, like what That's we said funny. earlier. Uh, I, last night. Uh, I should do that to you more I, often. I can read. Hell of it. I'm not going to be Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, but Jahan Dotson, uh, for the wide receivers here, he was questionable. He hasn't played the past couple of weeks, but he got a limited practice in, so that's positive for him. All right, and we got next Josh Reynolds, Detroit uh, back 
you know, questionable. Did not practice at all. Al Lazard, um, questionable with that shoulder. He did get a limited practice in, which is good. Um, Brandon Cooks popped up with a wrist injury randomly. Let's be honest here. He was just pissed he didn't get traded, but he got a limited <laughs> practice in today. Um, so he's questionable. Um, and then Nico Collins, he came off the IR and he got a limited practice in, uh, you know, injury with the groin, but he's questionable uh, for this week. And then this one was a, a shocker too. Uh, kind of popped up, I want to say Tuesday. Miko Hardman questionable with an abdomen injury. Uh, didn't practice today. Um, and then you really got the headlining news for today. Um, Hunter Renfro going to the IR with the hamstring and the ribs. And then I'm just going to kind of sneak in the tight end teammate of his. Darren Waller also going yeah. to the IR with the hamstring. Big loss. Um but to complete the wide receivers, Keenan Allen, we already talked about, didn't practice with the hamstring. Mike Evans uh, showed up today as a limited practice, questionable with ribs and ankle. Um, and then this one, another guy to kind of take an, uh, keep your eye on, Traylon Burks, designated to return from the IR Wednesday for the Tennessee Titans. Um, just another one of those guys to kind of keep your eye on. I mean, you got Robert Woods there, but that offense passing-wise hasn't done much without Tannehill. And moving on to the tight ends – we already talked about Waller, so we're going to talk about David Njoku, uh, who did not practice again today with that ankle injury. He said he's going to play, but, man, if he's not practicing, I'm not very faithful in it. Um, and then the uh, last one here was Evan Ingram, who left last week's game with a back injury. He got some limited practice in today, but he's still questionable. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for hanging in there with us. We had lots of comments. I love I love all the uh, conversation we get here with you guys. And um, – Hopefully you guys interact too with the uh, with the trades, um, and that being that, hopefully AJ's okay. I haven't heard from him. I don't know what's going on, but uh, thanks, Mike, for stepping in again. And um, we will check y'all next week. Good luck in week ten. Join those uh, subscriptions and uh, subscribe to the channel, guys. We appreciate it. Peace. Come have fun in Discord.